What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Starting off with the general theme of the market, it it was quite slow and flat is what I felt. and uh, the indices as well as and by when i say the indices i mean nifty and bank nifty as well as indigo were uh, they they were really indecisive and if you look at the closing prices um, at least nifty and bank nifty were quite flat whereas indigo seemed like you know it, it was just neither here nor there in fact if you look at the intraday chart of indigo you will see some very very interesting uh, movements because of how flat it was So that is quite possibly the biggest thing that I noticed during the day. And uh another stock that I did trade and this will be covered in my trades also, but uh, it was TCS and looks like it was very negative and it was slow also. So it it just it was unable to, you know, go past that 8 MA resistance and in general when you're talking about how fast the prices move that was just not the case it was quite slow very lethargic and uh, it it reminded me of uh, how my week went last week which was also quite lethargic so uh, that was tcs and the day actually saw some very unusual gainers including uh, glenmark which was which did amazing uh a few other pharma companies also and uh, looks like you know nifty pharma and the pharma indices in general uh not just of nse must have done quite well because even uh walk pharma did pretty decent uh, as i understand so you know might have been more of uh, more of an industry thing uh more than you know an individual stock uh, having some positive things so maybe some uh, you know relaxation of norms or some fda thing that might have happened or something uh, you know related to that but we did see pharma doing very well and uh, in it if i recall correctly tcs was one of the few losers apart from that it really wasn't uh, you know a sectoral issue it wasn't really an issue with the industry in general it was just probably nifty and a few other stocks maybe so that's what i observed in the general theme of the market nifty ended the day just below 11900 closing at 11884.5 down 10.95 points which really isn't a lot and uh, it saw 29 advances 20 declines and one unchanged um unfortunately i will not be able to help you with some of the uh, you know important levels inter- intraday and you know normal trend levels because i'm not looking at a chart right now however i do have some important levels you know uh, such as if it does close below 11850 which is uh, you know like like a previous spinning top uh, support then it might just negate uh, one of the views so that view being uh, if you look at the chart and uh, you'll see that there was a spinning top right after nifty retraced for a bit and uh, from there it it made you know higher highs and higher lows for two days and uh, today it actually made a lower low 
and I believe a lower high also. So if that continues, if we see a close below 11,850, then that view might be negated. So that spinning top uh, might not be a sign of a reversal in that case. However, if we do see some, uh, you know, positive moves tomorrow and in this coming week, then that spinning top would, you know, basically indicate a reversal. So after that, you know, this is again, this is on the lower side, this is on the downside of Nifty. If that 11,850 level is broken, then we are looking at 11,785 to be uh, the next support. And this is because uh, there is a gap that will be filled at this level. So, uh, you know, that's obviously going to be an important level. Now, if you ask me, it has attempted that 11,900 breach today also. And, uh, you know, it did appear to stay consistently above 11,900 today. Uh, but... You know, looks like the market just was not in the mood to do that, which is why uh, we saw it closing just mildly negative. Uh, now, that that that's something we've been seeing uh, since since a long time. Now, the eleven thousand nine hundred level is just too uh, strong to breach and sustain. And this is something that I spoke about yesterday also. So, if it you know sounds like uh, a repeat, that's probably you know that is literally the case because that's that's what we're seeing we're literally seeing a repeat uh because that you know 11900 level is just be, being too difficult to breach and uh, it it has supports at lower levels also so it's like sandwiched between those two levels uh, if you ask me it's making consistent attempts to uh you know breach that 11900 level and it is consistently closing well above 11800 so you know, according to me, that is a, a pretty decent sign. It shows that it still has, uh, you know, some power and some will to really push and continue uh, gaining. However, it probably does not have the same amount of, uh, you know, positive sentiment as it should have to actually close above, uh, you know, that 11,900 mark. And that might be the case because the underlying stocks did not really perform well. And they haven't really performed well since a few days now because we're seeing just 29 advances, 20 declines. And in percentage terms also, it really isn't that impressive. It's very evenly matched, uh, which might be the reason for, you know, this relatively flat move that we're seeing. In fact, most of the uh, most of the nifty stocks are not really, uh, you know, showing us decisive moves. They're either retracing down or they are consolidating and you know speaking of consolidation looks like that is exactly what's happening here um in one of the previous episodes and this was probably a few weeks ago i had mentioned that you know in the past we've seen after big moves like this one we've seen nifty consolidate for a few weeks to sometimes even a month or more and i believe it happened earlier this year as well where it just you know stayed flat for uh, a few candles and for a few weeks or so and that is possibly something that we're seeing right now so if that is the case then it really isn't you know unexpected this is something that might have happened um, you know regardless of how the underlying stocks would have performed and uh, it's actually very crazy how um, it's it's following that trend if it is so if that is to be trusted and if that view is, uh, you know, really what's happening, 
then we should ideally see some sort of boost in ideally this week or the next week because it's already been two weeks or so um since it's it's moving sideways so if that's the case then that is ideally what we should be seeing and as always you know a lot of it will depend on just how strong the underlying stocks are and just how confident the investors uh, you know are in the underlying stocks so with all of that with all that talk of the underlying stocks and oh i i just forgot to mention that uh, the previous 8ma trail so it was you know treading along the 8ma line very well but now looks like it's breached it's now broken that and i'm saying now it actually broke it last week earlier last week and from there it's been facing resistance from that level so that is also an interesting point to note and with that we're coming to the day's gainers uh, bharti airtel was the top gainer 4.62% up closing at 411.2 uh, decisively decisively breaching that 400 mark uh where it stands it is now above that upper trend line if you recall we've been talking about that bharti airtel trend line for probably the better part of two months now and so far it has respected that very well but the news of vodafone not intending to or being questionable about uh their indian operations was probably enough to spike uh airtel and that's because and this is something that i'd mentioned previously that uh, you know it's probably because the market is perceiving that after jio airtel is the number 2 and that is why you know some people will never go with jio and that's why airtel is probably the king of the competition which is why it's uh, you know showing some positive moves now there was another news news uh, article on airtel and i normally don't go hunting for news but this is something that actually just popped up while i was doing my analysis and that is that airtel may take the vodafone route and increase uh the tariffs from december onwards so if that's the case then you know obviously the market might react to it so i'm curious to see if that happens so that is airtel right now uh closing at 411.2 up 4.62% the next gainer for the day is tata steel 411.9 so very evenly uh priced it seems the top gainers up 4.41% and uh the reason for this well it it could really be anything but on the chart it looks like you know there was a lot of a heavy change in polarity support cip support from a previous uh, you know cip and now that it's breached the 8ma resistance it was halted by the psr line so if you look at the psr well not line but the psr dot and uh, you know it's now nearing that resistance zone so if you look at the chart you'll see that there was a previous resistance approximately at this zone and that's where it sort of uh, you know halted at and it might just face resistance from that level possibly so that is what we're seeing on the on the days gainers now coming to the days losers we've got yes bank leading the pack it is down 4.29% closing at 65.75 and it it really isn't you know a decisive downtrend is what i can see on the chart uh you know it it looks like it's just sort of consolidating again and you know in my opinion that 63 to 65 rupee level is going to be very important it's actually going to be like a deciding factor whether yes bank continues to go up or if it retraces further and the reason for that is because you know when i was looking at the chart it looked like 
that 63.65 level is one of the final supports it has after you know it actually just falls down to those 50 levels and those previous levels basically so that 63.65 level is going to be a very important if it does want to sustain as always we're seeing tremendous volumes with yes bank so it's just crazy and uh, with that we move on to the next loser for the day bajaj auto down 1.96 percent closing at 3152 and the reason for that looks like it it just it's just facing 8ma resistance which is very strong and it's probably just retracing so nothing really to worry about as far as bajaj auto is concerned at least on the chart and with that uh, you know we'll move on to bank nifty Looks like Bank Nifty was unable to sustain that 31,000 level closing at 30,992. It's down 16 points from the previous close. And it did, It's not, you know, it's not that it did not attempt to go above 31,000. In fact, uh, if you look at, you know, the day's high, it's 31,200. And it also opened above 31,000. It's just that it, it was just unable to sustain, uh, you know, at that level. So it, it's it's honestly similar to what we're seeing with nifty right now 11,800 uh, and 31,000 look like they are providing it similar amounts of resistances of course you know one is a more prominent round number uh, the other one is just a hundred increment so you know that that's really how it is uh, it had nine advances and three declines so looks like you know the ratio was tipped in the favor of the advances but that really did not affect uh, you know, bank nifty because it ended up still being negative. Now, if you look at the chart, you'll see that it's still respecting that 8MA line well. In fact, it has been doing since, you know, it retraced from that 23rd September fall. And that that there really isn't a lot to talk about here because it's all very similar uh, to nifty. Uh, when you When you talk about, you know, where the prices are in terms of, you know, the overall trend. So... That's really well, most of what is what there is to uh, talk about Bank Nifty now. What I'm most uh, interested, uh, what rather what I was most interested in seeing is that how that uh, NPA thing that that for twenty two thousand crore, um, you know, recover recovery that banks have made would you know price or would affect the price of Bank Nifty and. It's very, you know, it's crazy to see that it did not affect the price at all. In fact, uh, Bank Nifty had a negative day. So, looks like it was already priced in, as I had mentioned yesterday. And it's actually very interesting because I was, expe I was expecting at least some amount of movement in the underlying stocks. But, you know, there was just nothing. So, uh, it was quite dead by what, uh, by, by today's moves. And... I'm looking at the chart and I saw that there was a change in polarity support at 30,783. So if it does breach that, then, you know, it might be a matter for concern. And yeah, with that, we move on to the day's high or rather the day's gainers, not the day's high. Uh, I don't know why I said day's high. The the day's top gainer was Federal Bank up 3.26%, closing at 87.05. It made a high at 87.40. So it closed very, very similar to its... Uh, you know, to its high, which is a good thing. It shows that there's tremendous amount of support at lower levels. And it, it it's basically a very promising sign. 
and this is something that we talked about yesterday also that it's showing support at lower levels and that is uh, you know that's literally what we saw today the next top gainer for the day is bank of baroda 1.8 percent up closing at 96 uh now you know i it's 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 a way it's very odd because my charting platform actually showed me rbl bank as uh the second well the the second top gainer but you know when I, now that i'm actually looking at it on nse's website bank of baroda is being listed so i'm just trying to open bank of baroda real quick i of course do not have the chart in front of me right now but i'll, I'll try to see what i can do and oh looks like it looks like there's there's no way of uh you know getting the chart here unless i end up delaying it so i'll just take a quick pause here and then you know be back with the chart right so i'm back with uh you know bank of baroda's chart and looks like it's just you know taking support at that level it it, it basically showed us a uh you know a hammer pattern and from there it's it's just climbing up which is a good thing where it stands it does have eight ME resistance which i'm most concerned about because that has been you know pretty severe resistance for bank of baroda in general so if it's able to breach that and it's just above it's it's like two three rupees away so if it's able to breach that then it's going to be a very good thing it's going to be a strong sign but if it is unable to breach that then you know really nothing out of the ordinary so yeah that that's bank of baroda uh, up 1.8 percent closing at 96 coming to the top losers we've got yes bank obviously leading leading the pack down 4.29 percent closing at 65.75 uh, we already spoke about yes bank so i'll just skip it the next loser is hdfc bank and looks like after yesterday's gap up it just filled in that gap and now where it stands it's got 8 ma support so that's hdfc bank i mean in general hdfc has been quite a stable stock so i don't think it'll just end up tanking anytime soon but uh you know it's it is definitely slow in its movements like it pro it'll probably go up three times and then it'll come down twice so you know it's like one step forward but two steps back but instead it's just two steps forward and one step back so it's it's very small incremental changes is what we generally see with hdfc bank and with that we'll move to my trades for the day so i took two trades for the day indigo was the very first one and uh, i exited it with a minus five percent roi and the reason for that is because for some reason it was just unwilling to go up and again this was bought at a support zone and it was exited once it was breaching that support zone so that's what i saw with indigo uh the next trade that i took was tcs is a swing trade so i i can't uh you know there's no point in sharing the roi because it'll be just an mtm uh, roi which does not make sense so when i actually exit this position i will let you know whether it was a positive one whether it was a negative one if positive if negative how much so i'll let you know that I also want to talk about Glenmark because it just it just shot up like a rocket today and I had exited it on Friday but you know that that's just how it is it made the most sense to me on Friday because it was unable to uh, you know sustain above 300 and I I you know I still feel that's the right call because obviously you know none of us have seen the future and uh, it it could have just sort of tanked 80 points today and uh, I would have just made a massive loss on that instead you know I I booked
uh, a profit, albeit a small profit compared to what I would have gotten if I had held on to it. Uh, but you know that's just how it is. It actually, you know, it actually reminds me of uh, that proverb, that idiom that's there: uh, "A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush." Basically, saying that it's better to have, you know, one thing which is certain rather than having the possibility of having two things. And it's very weird, you know, that that possibility of profits is what trading and investing and you know this entire thing is based on. But you really need to know your risk and reward, and you really need to understand when to, uh, you know, accept that profit, take it, and when to, uh, you know, close the position with a loss gracefully. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's a great thing. I'm very happy that I managed to exit it with a profit. Does it suck that I was not able to get the most of it? I mean, sure, it does. Uh, the difference was probably like a hundred rupees. Not a hundred rupees. Wait, it was, it was approximately sixty-eight rupees or so uh, between what I had, you know, sold for and what was the day's high. But that's how it goes, you know. That's fine. That's how it is. I, I'm sure I'll uh, more than make up for it in some of my other trades. So yeah. And with that, I'm gonna wrap up this episode. Gonna square it off, and uh, I hope this was informative. I know that the past two episodes haven't been, uh, you know, I, I haven't really been sounding like my usual self. It's it's just been kind of off by a bit. And that's because, uh, you know, my recording, the room which in, in which I record ha- is changed. Uh, you know, the device on which I do my analysis has changed. All my trends li- trend lines are gone. So it's a bit of a change to actually adapt to this. But... Uh, you know, if you if you're in the markets, you know that you it is extremely important to be flexible and adaptive. So that that's just what I'm trying to uh, develop, and I'm sure that'll happen. So yeah, if you think that uh, you know the podcast has been just a bit off uh, since the few episodes, that's that's probably the reason. And yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I hope this was informative. I hope this was insightful. If you have anything to share, always do let me know. I've shared a link on my Twitter. Uh, you know, if you click on that link, you can send me a voice message. So you can just share whatever you want. You can ask me questions. You can ask me other shit. So just go ahead with that. See ya.